I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, take two. Sorry, absolute shambles that first uh, first stream there. Rule number one of podcasting, turn the microphone on. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of uh, footy to look forward to the rest of the weekend. Obviously not now, 3pm game cancelled between the Warriors and the Titans, which is just unfortunate, but uh, the weather no good up there in Queensland and thoughts are with those who are dealing with some flooding today. Uh, I've seen some pictures around uh, the city and around the... Uh, just the outskirts of the Brisbane city and the regions like uh, Redcliffe and Capalaba are even uh, doing it pretty tough this morning. So uh, we'll talk a bit of footy between now and then. If you can't join us uh, now or you've joined us midway through, we'll put this up on the podcast streams as well. Just a bit of a Q&A uh, back and forth so we can, uh, I guess, take a bit of stock because plenty of people are at me this morning around uh, Tommy Turbo and what we made of... Uh, the Seagulls last night. The Roosters, probably a little bit disappointing as well at times, despite uh, obviously missing a host of stars. But still, you'd expect them to get the win over the Tigers, I think. Uh, everyone is jumping on, leaving some questions below. We'll get to those in just a moment. In the future, though, we're going to do a little bit of this through YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't do that today. Had to set that up well in advance. So, uh, unfortunate we can't do it through YouTube. I'd love to have you guys uh, going back and forth uh, in the chat section there, which makes this a little bit easier for me as well. Um, easy to know if the uh, mic's turned on or off from the start. Anyway, uh, we'll get to some of these questions now and good to talk some footy last night. Uh, a lot of these questions here I can see already around Turbo. Was I disappointed? Not really, to be honest. Um, he played, I think it was about 40 minutes. He may have played a little bit more than that. He came out in the second half and, and stayed on for a little while before taking a seat, which is to be expected uh, in the trials. But was I disappointed? No, not in, not in the slightest. Look, I think it's a little bit concerning that he didn't score a try, but, I mean, he went within a whisker. And to be fair, I think I saw one other team hold him up last year or where he dropped the ball over the line, and that was Souths in the prelim. Turbo got over the line and they rolled him out into touch. I think most times, 99 out of literally 100 times, he scores that try. And if he scores that try, we're not having that conversation today. So, look, um, am I disappointed on Turbo? No, I'm not. But 
as I said the other day when we did our team reveal, uh, YouTube uh, and our podcast, I said that Turbo's only going to be in my team for round one if Paps isn't fit. And the more I thought about that, I thought, well, maybe you could run Paps and Turbo, two very high ceiling fullbacks. Paps probably even a higher ceiling than Teddy, to be honest. Um, but would I go without Teddy for round one when they have the Knights at the Sydney Cricket Ground? Probably not. So for mine... Even after last night, even after he didn't score a try, I'm still happy to be with Turbo for round one, assuming Paps is uh, not going to be there, that is. Um, some other questions here. If Savage starts at one, is he a good cheapie? I mean, I just sort of said why I wouldn't go Savage. I think that just the pure ceiling that Turbo has, as well as Tedesco's draw to start the year, I'd have to be with the Roosters uh, rather than the Raiders. And I think Ricky Stewart even said last night that... Um, you know, looking at who will wear that number one for the Raiders in those first couple of weeks, it is likely to be CNK, which is it really a shock? No. They missed him a hell of a lot last year. And I think his value and his influence on that Raiders team, we really didn't see a hell of a lot of it uh, until he was gone. Uh, quite achiever, Nickel Klockstad, and obviously one of their best players in the 2019 Grand Final. So uh, would I be happy to go without uh, Savage for round one? Yeah, I am. And I'm probably happy to go without him until he gets a CTW uh, dual position, which he may not even get. So uh, wait and see there us uh, on Savage at this point. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. We've seen some good numbers uh, in the build-up to the preseason, but Tommy and I will be back throughout uh, the regular rounds as well. So uh, we'll be here every Tuesday night throughout the course of the season talking uh, footy and, and trades and such uh, leading into the next week's play. Your tip for the best finisher in the THC Podcasters Cup. Yeah, good question. This is obviously one... Uh, that we've been invited to, Tommy and I, alongside a lot of the other content creators you see here on Instagram, obviously uh, the Whisperer, uh, I think the uh, Supercoach Experience boys are in that as well. There's a host of podcasts, to be honest, um, a real overload, and I guess credit to everyone who's jumped in and, and done a lot of preseason content. I think Timmy Williams of uh, The Playbook is in there. Now he's obviously teamed up with the Guru for uh, Beers and Break Evens, so if you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's a great show uh, via the uh, bloke in a Bar Studios, of course. Anyway, to answer your question, Henners, best tip for finishing the THC Podcasters Cup? Look, it's going to come from uh, one of those guys. I'm actually tipping Brew um, of the uh, Whisperer Dual Position Podcast. He knows he's uh, footy inside and out, Glenn, and he's done a lot of research. And one of the old school super coach players, I think he had his pen and paper out for the uh, All-Stars game, uh, did Brew. So, look... Um, it's too hard, to be honest. We're a long way out from uh, round one even, let alone uh, round 25 when we'll see who comes out on top. It's going to be hard for Tim Moody to go back to pack, but runs on the board, they certainly count. So uh, good luck to everyone who's playing in that. Of course, if uh, I think there's an overall group, you can find us on Facebook, Podmasters Cup. Open to anyone and everyone who wants to jump in. Just overall classic points uh, come the year's end. You can take on some of those names I've just mentioned there. And as well as that, your chance to win a Supercoach ring. So I think that's worth uh, a couple of hundred dollars in itself. And obviously the bragging rights, if you can uh, knock over some of us uh, battlers who sit behind a microphone and, and do a bit of this stuff. Uh, Ryan Cookie, I think he says here, five must-have cheapies. I'll have to have a look at my team. But to be honest, yeah, as I said, it comes down to that, that team list Tuesday. Top of my head, obviously Randall stands out. Corey Pakes, if he's starting nine for the Broncos, even if he's not, if he's 14 and he gets a, a good go at it, then he's going to be making money on that price. Um, Mama Sia of the Knights, I think, will be popular. 
Uh, Kelma Tuolangi of the Tigers has been pretty impressive in his trials to this point. So there's four names there. And then obviously the CTWs is where you'll find a lot of your value. Uh, Penis Sini, I think, is popular. Suwali's still 51% owned, which I find a little bit surprising given I don't think he's there for round one. Uh, even if he's not, I think Nagama... Look, he hasn't been great, Kevin Nagama, but he probably gets a start just on experience. And Billy Smith's there as well. So uh, a couple of those guys, Suwali, Smith, all around the 250000 mark. Uh, consider them cheapies, if you will. Robert Jennings, probably another one from Penrith that hasn't been spoken about, but looks to have beaten Taylor May to that right wing spot, which is interesting. I think a lot of people would have had May, given what we saw from him in his limited goes last year in the NRL, and he obviously looked pretty good. And questions around his base, he quickly answered those. So... Uh, if it's Taylor and Mayer, if it's Robert Jennings, they're both under $250,000 as well. Again, all of this cheapy talk, it's, it's irrelevant if they're not named on that first week. So uh, getting closer to Team List Tuesdays, a lot of people will be having their drafts over this, this weekend or next weekend, which is exciting as well. And then uh, from that, we roll into Team List Tuesdays and kick off uh, not too far after that. Ryan O'Malley uh, asks us here, thoughts on week two of the trials so far? Look, I spoke a little bit then uh, when answering about Turbo on my thoughts on the Seagulls and uh, that first match yesterday afternoon. I like the look of Jack Whiten, but I'm not entirely sold on him as a super coach asset. I actually had him to start last year in uh, in Classic and he was a little bit disappointing, it must be said, and I tried to go a little bit, I guess, cute and cheeky around Munster and Cody and in the end it's just those two are a class above the rest Fogarty I liked I think he adds an an element of direction and and stability to that number seven Um, they probably haven't had that since well I'm gonna I'm not gonna say since Aiden Caesar George Williams was obviously pretty good as well but I think Fogarty is that cool head and obviously he'll he'll bring something else to the Raiders this year his goal kicking as well was pretty uh, first class three from three including some tough ones in the rain so uh, the Raiders, I thought they were they were pretty good. Mainly, it's hard to get too much on, of a read on those guys. And obviously, when their their best player is not playing eighty minutes, it's tough to really make a good judgment. But um, I think we'll see the best of Manly. I think I was watching the first twenty minutes, and they look like a top four team. And obviously, injuries uh, hit them pretty hard last night. So he's hoping that they can avoid that this year because we've seen it in years gone by. Manly's depth probably isn't as deep as some of the other clubs that'll be pushing for that top four spot as well. So keep an eye on that. The second game, look, Hastings, a couple of questions here about Hastings. Look, he was the standout from that playmaker perspective. He looks thicker. Like he looks like much more strong and certainly around his his legs and and his bum, to be honest. Like, so he's got plenty of power there through his hips. Uh, I was impressed by his ability to keep the play alive. I think at times the Tigers have been stagnant in their attack. They've been lacking that creativity, that spark that some of those other premier halves have. And Hastings, look, he's still got a while to go until he's in that conversation of a premier half. But I think what we saw from him, he'll bring certainly something different to that team. Luke Brooks tries hard, but Luke Brooks at the Tigers, hopefully they can end that finals drought for Tigers fans' sake this year. I I personally don't see it happening. Um, if they had Adam Dewey fit for most of the season, then yeah, maybe they, they do play finals footy with Hastings and Dewey in the halves. But look, some other key takeaways for the Tigers in that game. My thoughts, um, the young hooker was pretty good. Pardon me, I don't really know his name. It's, it's a bit of a mouthful, but they kept comparing him to Brandon Smith and it was pretty easy to, to be honest. He had that sort of low to the ground build and didn't mind going for uh, the try line himself, which was handy. Mamalo made a couple of errors. That was a real standout for mine. I've, I've heard his name thrown about as a, a really left-side pod 
Um, I can't be getting around that. But anyway, I think the Roosters will improve, obviously, when they get their full squad back. And, and Tedesco and Crichton, Kiri, they make up a big part of that. Uh, Sam Verrill's looked pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, that good little kick out of dummy half, something new that we haven't seen a lot from Sam Verrill's of uh, in his time in first grade to date. Uh, just shout out to the weekly rubdown boys who are here. I think the, the Donnie's here as well, NRL Roast. So good to have you guys on board. Uh, for this at least, is Manu a must in a super coach team? Ryan, another question. Look, I actually like the look of Joey Manu, to be honest, and I don't know if he's that awkward price around $530,000, which is interesting. Like, it's bordering on premium. It's not cheap. It's more than mid-range. So you're going to be expecting points out of Joey. The Roosters, if he's at six for round one, he could ton up. His hand's on the ball. You know he's a run first half as well When if he does play in the halves that first week. So... You know that uh, Joey's going to be taking the line on. I can see the Roosters winning by 40 points that first week, to be honest. So that's why I'm, I'm leaning towards Tedesco even. And, excuse me, phone's just dropped here. But Tedesco and uh, Manu could be uh, a good little combination there that first week. Particularly if you're going to use your trade boost before round, th- uh, before round three. Get in players who you know are going to make cash and or maybe lessen your... your uh, um, I guess the amount of cash you may lose on players like Turbo. There's an option there to shift Manu to fullback if that's the case. You start him in your centres. If Turbo's dropping a hell of a lot of cash after that round three, just shift Manu back into fullback. Bring in one of those cheapy centre wings that's had a good first couple of weeks. Certainly can see a way around getting Manu in your team and making a bit of cash while you do it. If you can find the money up front, it's definitely not the worst shout. Ben Jacobson asks here, thoughts on Kurt Mann? He's in my team as it is at the moment. I was pretty impressed with the amount of times he touched the ball. Not necessarily what he did with it because it was a pretty low game, that that Knights versus Bulldogs trial last week. But the amount of the times, I think he played uh, 15, sorry, it was 25 minutes thereabouts. He had 15 possessions. You average that out of if, if Knights have half of the ball while... Uh, while the game's on, 50% clean break of possession. He's touched the ball 15 times in 12 and a half minutes. So everything's going to go through Kurt Mann this year. Sort of trying to mould like a Victor Radley type player. But Kurt Mann, yeah, certainly at that price and given his dual position status, can make a case for for him from round one. So um, keen on a Kurt Mann in that instance. Some other questions here. Can I copy your super coach team? Uh, I'm going to say no. For that one, obviously your team's up if you want to see it. But on on the thoughts about copying the team, we'll put our team up before round one anyway. Phase Aussie Ten asks thoughts on Raiders preseason this year. Yeah, last week, oh, last night. Sorry, already spoken a little bit about that. Jacob Camilleri, who wins the comp? Panthers for mine. I think they can go back to back. The Storm and the Roosters will obviously be right up there. Uh, otherwise, I think the next best team to challenge is Manly. So it looks hard to find a winner outside of those top four. Um, but for mine, I think Panthers can do it again if they stay fit. And Cleary, obviously, a key cog amongst all of that. Henry Wright, is Joseph Tarpane a good option as a mid-range uh, 2RF? Yeah, look, I've liked what I've seen from Tarpane uh, in those two games that we've they've had a glimpse of him, to be fair. Um, he's looked really good, particularly that All-Stars game. But he is one of those players that can find the try line as well. So... You know he's going to get through his work. The only question mark I have around Tarpane is, is what do his minutes look like down there at the Raiders? They've got so many forwards. And I guess what comes of Ricky Stewart's interchange and, and how the way, or the ways that he goes about getting all those players some minutes is certainly going to be an interesting watch. So that's the only asterisk I would have on Tarpane, to be fair. 
Um, otherwise, look, he, he has all the makings of a great Supercoach player. Rob Barr says, thoughts on Jack DeBellin this year? Uh, wait and see if he's playing prop or lock. I think he's playing lock tonight in the charity shields. Um, or if he is on an edge, I don't like him on an edge, but if he is playing through the middle, then certainly can make a case. His price, again, a little bit awkward, but going to be one of those players in draft leagues that, that slips. And then obviously uh, you can pick him up late, probably add some value there. Cookie, Ryan Cookie asks us again, Damien Cook, a good hooker option or is there a a better price? Depends how much he runs the ball, to be honest, and if he can get back to that 2018 form. He's probably going to take on more of an attacking role this year, I feel, with Souths and the need to find some extra points now that Adam Reynolds is gone. But if he is going to think run first this year and linking up with Cam Murray through the middle... He could be a real option there. At his price, look, if and obviously Harry Grant's out for round one, so people may go towards Cook now, especially that McInnes has been ruled out those first couple of weeks. So it's going to be Cook or Marnie for some players. And if I'm leaning between those two, I'm probably going Marnie, to be honest, because I think the Eels have a not an easy run, but a softer run in South's first month. Cook may make some cash. But he's not gonna he's not gonna make more than he may lose, if that makes sense. So maybe cut your losses there and go with Marnie, who has a little bit maybe less upside, but you know that he's going to be influential in that Parramatta attack close to the line as well. Uh, Noah Buxton, is Tino uh, a good option? Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I think he's mixed though, Tino. Like some weeks you'll have a 40, some weeks you'll have a 70. Um, his try scoring dropped off last year as to what it was the year prior at the Storm, but now he's the captain. Maybe he gets more minutes if he's getting more minutes. If he's playing 60 minutes, maybe a point a minute, 60 looks a good option, dual position as well. So you could probably do worse than Tino is what I'll say. Not really someone who I've considered. I've already got some a couple of other Titans there, uh, particularly for feeder. So I'd be, I'd be hesitant to put too many eggs in one basket there at the Titans. So anyway, if you want him... I can't knock him too much, is what I'll say. But again, he is one of those minutes-dependent players. Captain, he may get more minutes. So take from that what you will. The Donny asks us, I heard you were lining up for the Sharkies with Macca being out. Any truth to these rumours? Mate, I couldn't tackle in the under-12s, let alone the NRLs. So there's no truth to those rumours. Um, it's a shame, though, for McInnes. I was really looking forward to seeing how he went at the Sharks and in that 13 role. Like when he played at the Dragons, I know he may have played a little bit of 13, but even still then, I, I just have this vision in my head of him running down that right channel and not passing a hell of a lot. So it would have been a new role for McInnes. He was probably one of the one of the, um, one of of the the few players I was really looking forward to seeing play some footy this year. Um, one of the ones I was most looking forward to anyway in, in his new club, new role. Um, but no, I won't be playing in the Sharks 13. Noah Buxton, should I get Amone in CTW? If you're getting him, I'd say yes, but I didn't like his defense against the Parramatta Eels the other day. If you're making Sean Lane look like a superstar, then there's got to be some questions asked. And I know a lot of that comes back to who was inside him at the time, but it was glaringly obvious to me that there is some defensive deficiencies there. And I wouldn't even be surprised if um, Griffin goes with him by and hunt in the halves for round one. So if he's playing in the centers again, I think I heard the guru say on one of his pods, uh, yesterday or this morning that defending in the centres is the hardest place to defend and if that's asking more questions and causing him more headaches then yeah he's he could be in for a tough real initiation to first grade I know he played a couple of games last year but defending in the front line it's going to be tough Michaela Marie Manu flame 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 yeah we've spoken about Manu he's, he's going to be he's going to be great those first three weeks I think Joey Manu and if, if he does play well that first second week 
then they don't really need to rush Kiri back for round three. If they're 2-0 and and Kiri needs one, two more weeks, depending on how that injury's healing, then keep Manu there. Like, again, it's a game against Souths. Souths are coming off two tough games to start the year themselves in the Broncos away, Storm away. So local derby, Manu against Latrell. He's going to be fired up, Joey. So I can't really... Um, can't really knock people who who go with Joey. I already spoke about Joey, and I'm really starting to warm up to to the Manu um, idea, or at least the idea of having him in my team. Sam Wilsmore, what if Penasini doesn't perform today? Well, I mean, anyone cannot perform, to be honest. And if Tago comes out and doesn't perform, I don't think that means that we're going to drop him from our team suddenly either. So I don't think we have to fret too much with those two particularly like center wings you know they're going to have their days where they score 35 and 40 points and there's going to be temptation there to trade these guys out but these guys have been phenomenal talents coming through the sg ball uh jersey flag under 20s i don't know if they've played a lot of cup because they've kind of skipped that in the last couple of years and come back straight into these nrl systems so look there may be questions there around how they go against their bigger bodies, especially in the first, you know, four or six weeks. But I'm going to say persist, bear with it, because they're, they're two players that you just know, they've got all the makings of great first graders if they do get enough time and opportunity to to find their feet in first grade. So, uh, Penasini, and you haven't mentioned Dungor there, but I'm going to stick with both of them, to be honest. Uh, Henners147 says, two of Fafida, Angus, and Brian To'o. Two of those. I'd be going Fafida and To'o if you can fit them both in. It's going to be tough, though, isn't it? And I've tried to build sides both around Fafida and around To'o. And I keep coming back to, I know the game has changed in the fact that you want these high-ceiling players, but I'd be more inclined to stick with a player like Fafida as opposed to To'o because I know his base is good. It's around 40, 45, but Fafida could get that in one run. Um, it may take Brian a half to get that many points in base so or, or the full game even uh, to that. So I'm going to stick with, uh, to answer your question, two of the three of Fafida, Angus and To'o. I'd be leaning towards Fafida and To'o. Is that what I said? I wouldn't be having Angus is what I'm getting at. And I know he's a good player, but um, no, I, I can go around Angus to start. Uh, Taj Joyce, again, this stream looks like it's dropped out here, so um, forgive me, guys. Jay Entrican says, any thoughts on an option for the first few weeks at 5 considering Kiri and Munster are going to be out? Yeah, look, I've gone cheap with Kurt Mann and uh, Lachlan Ilias, which is, um, I guess, a little bit left field. I've gone cheap at Hooker as well. So, look, maybe not ideal to go cheap in two high-ceiling positions if you are to grab those guns. But for mine, can't really justify two guns like Munster and Grant for round one who aren't going to be there. So it's going to be tough to fit all these guys in. And I've obviously gone towards Turbo and Cleary as well. Uh, maybe just find one more here before we wrap this up because uh, going on 25 minutes now and I know we've had some uh, complications on uh, the Instagram so uh, credit to those who stuck around and a big thank you as well Uh, good little chance to plug us here between now and then Uh, you can find us on obviously right across the podcast streams and in the future we'll be doing this on YouTube so hopefully the stability of these streams is a little bit better than the way we're going around here with uh, Instagram and such um but YouTube is as well, Supercoach365, you'll get us there. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and turn your notifications on. So when we do go live, sometimes it is uh, at the last minute like it was today. Um, be sure you don't miss any of that in the future. Uh, last one here, thoughts on both Furmore at the Titans. Can you run Furmore and Fafita? Great question. 
and I think we're going to see a little bit more of this come Monday night at uh, that game that has been postponed from today, the Titans and the Warriors. Firmer starting. He's obviously looks to have gotten the jump on um, the old fella, Kevin Proctor. So if he's got um, if he's got the jump and he's playing 60 minutes, then, um, yeah, look, I think it's hard not to have him, to be honest, at his price and the way that he plays the game. He's one of the fittest, one of the fastest, one of the strongest at the Titans. I'm really excited about him. I've said to a couple of people that he has the potential to... He's an origin player in waiting, and it's easy to put that wraps on someone, but he has played junior origin, so you know he's got a taste of that, the camp, the build-up. He's pulled on the maroon jersey at a younger age. You know he's going to be aspiring um, to, to get back there in uh, on the biggest stage. Um, but yeah, I think I'd be leaning towards... Firm or over some of those other mid-range options. If it is a chance or a case of uh, Coates or uh, or Man, even a Monet Firmore of those four, I'd probably take Coates and Firmore. Leave the other two out or, or shift Man up to five eighth. That's the way I looked at it um, at this stage. Anyway, guys, we're going to leave it there. Again, uh, thanks for everyone who's tuned in, and apologies for any difficulties along the way. Hopefully, we can work this out for the future. But uh, appreciate everyone's questions. We'll throw this up on the podcast stream as well. While you're there, while you're listening to us, give us a five star rating. Um, leave us a comment as well. Subscribe. Turn your bell on on YouTube. You can find us at Supercoach three six five. Hopefully, you have Clarky on Sunday night. Actually, Monday night even. Uh, me and Tommy will be back sometime early next week to wrap up all of that and maybe talk some draft as well. Hope you enjoy the rest of the footy this weekend. We'll speak to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.